0: Welcome to the live to 110 podcast the video podcast i am your host wendy Myers, and you can find me on live to 110.com and you can find the video podcast on my youtube channel which is wendy Live to 110 and today we have my very good friend rick malter dr rick malter on the podcast today and we're going to be talking about the history and the future of hair mineral analysis um, I have become obsessed with hair mineral analysis. I love using this tool with my clients because I found it's really one of the most effective things. Um, it's such a useful tool that we need to look at body chemistry. You have to look at someone's body chemistry to be able to heal someone's health conditions. And to, you know, improve their health and, and heal the, their thyroid and adrenals and heal so many health conditions that baffle medicine. Um, so basically, we're going to be talking about who started a hair metal analysis, who the major players are today, and what are some of the exciting developments in the field, and why it's also such an effective tool for naturally healing health conditions. But first, we have to do, do the disclaimer Please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment that we suggest on the show. And uh, I'm really excited. I've got a brand new website. Live to 110.com has gotten a facelift. So definitely go check that out. And I've also launched my new mineral power program where you can use a hair mineral analysis to uh, gauge what's going on inside you. And I give you a whole program, diet, lifestyle, detox and supplements to heal what's going on in your body. Our guest today is Dr. Rick Malter. In 1971, he earned a PhD in education and school psychology from the University of Illinois. He is a licensed nutrition counselor as well as a licensed clinical psychologist. For the past 30 years, Dr. Malter has had a strong interest in nutrition and hair mineral analysis. Before he retired from his clinical psychology practice, nutrition and hair mineral analysis were very valuable components and services that he offered to his clients, which uh, included children, adolescents, and adults. And in 2002, he wrote The Strands of Health, a guide to understanding hair mineral analysis. And the book basically introduces the basic concepts related to understanding hair mineral analysis, also called HTMA. Hair Tissue Mineral Analysis. It's a a great book. I'm almost finished with it. (laughs) And uh, I think it's a wonderful resource for anyone that wants to learn why they should be doing a hair mineral analysis. And Dr. Malter continues to offer many different kinds of seminars on his site, malterinstitute.org, and does hair analysis consultations. So Dr. Malter, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I just need to clarify one thing. Yes. Uh, I retired from my practice uh, in uh, May of 2001 and left Chicago to move to uh, uh, my home in uh, Cottonwood, Arizona. And uh, after I was down here a couple of years, I let my licenses lapse. Uh, okay. I, I was going to be in full-blown retirement.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> with the
1: Internet and networking uh, I got active in uh, doing consultations and setting up my seminars. Mm-hmm. So I'm no longer currently licensed. Okay. I was licensed for many years in Illinois, and I just let, uh, let the licenses lapse. Okay, so great. it's just important to, to clarify that point.
0: Yeah, accidentally on purpose so you can stay retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and why you love hair mineral analysis so much? Well,
1: I love hair mineral analysis. Because without a doubt, I think it literally saved my life and restored my health 34 years ago in 1980. Mm -hmm. I was in a total state of burnout. Uh, And for your listeners who uh, know something about blood sugar testing, my fasting blood sugar at the time was 45, Mm -hmm. which uh, is just above being in a coma. It's so low. And my doctors were baffled why I was in such a burned-out state with such a uh, severe reactive hypoglycemia. Fortunately, I was working with a couple of gentlemen who had a wonderful outpatient clinic for uh, kids with learning disabilities, attention deficit disorders, developmental delays, and other uh, developmental problems. And they asked me to be their psychologist doing psychological and intelligence testing, which I did. And I was intrigued with watching them do their various optometric evaluations for vision, uh, uh, sensory motor uh, testing, uh, allergy testing, and uh, educational testing. And they also did hair analysis. And I was just intrigued with all the things they were reporting to parents From the hair analysis. That's
0: very cutting-edge that they were doing
1: that. They were really cutting-edge and fortunately I was hooked up with them because the educator, Dr. Ken Candelaria, PhD educator, brilliant man, um, told me one day when we were out for coffee that I better get a hair analysis because I didn't look good or healthy. Something was drastically wrong with me. So he got a hair analysis and when he got the results, he told me that I was this close to a heart attack. Oh, wow. That got my attention. How did he know that? Well, my um, hair, uh, mineral analysis, magnesium level, was 0.9 milligrams per or nine parts per million. The ideal uh, magnesium is 6 milligrams per cent. So it was way down... Uh, below ideal. So that got my attention and uh, launched me on my magnesium obsession.
0: Yeah, I see you're wearing a magnesium T-shirt.
1: My magnesium (laughs) man T-shirt. So so I got on magnesium and slowly but surely rebuilt my blood sugar levels to normal, rebuilt my energy, uh, cleared my foggy mind, and got me very intrigued with it. I began reading... uh, Dr. Paul X, 1981 uh, interview with the editors of Healthview Newsletter. That's a classic. You can get that from the Analytical Research Lab in Phoenix uh, for a few dollars. It's a great read and introduction to hair analysis. And then I started uh, flying down from Chicago to Phoenix to attend uh, once or twice a year seminars with Dr. Eck and his colleague, Dr. David Watts. And I was just blown away by the information they had and the information they could derive from this simple test. Now, a lot of people assume that if you squeeze the hair and not pull it, but just squeeze it, you don't feel any pain. So they said, well, hair is dead. How can you get uh, live information out of it? Well, the minerals do not deposit randomly in the hair analysis. The minerals are driven by various lifestyle factors. Stress, what we eat, what we drink, uh, supplements, drugs and medications, uh, relationships. Uh, The hair analysis, besides being a physiological test, is a psychological test because the minerals are closely related to the stress response. And stress has a physiological and a psychological component, the fight or flight part. Fight is anger and rage, and uh, flight is anxiety and panic. So as a psychologist, this was a great find for me, to discover hair analysis. Much better than the Rorschach inkblot test. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was, I've studied psychology a long time. I've been obsessed with psychology and reading books and taking classes and clinical psychology, etc. And I was really blown away when I learned how so many metal toxicities and mineral deficiencies drive our behavior and our personality. Yep. And it may be th- like everything else I had learned I thought was just a waste of time. Uh, Because you have to heal copper toxicity and other issues in the hair test before you can have mental health.
1: Right. And when we look at a diagnostic manual like the uh, psychiatrists publish every uh, 10 or 15 years, their DSM uh, manual. They just came out with uh, the fifth edition. And they keep increasing the numbers of mental illnesses that they fabricate. And... uh, you could lump virtually all of their so-called mental illnesses under the rubric of stress and variations of it, uh, and along with stress, the impact of toxic metals. So you could shrink this big, thick diagnostic manual down to a very, very thin um, little booklet. If you focus on what a hair analysis reveals, about a person's stress and toxic metals.
0: Yeah. So how long have you been doing HTMAs?
1: Uh, well, I started in 1980 with my first hair analysis that uh, picked up my magnesium deficiency
0: yeah.
1: and mm. pulled me back from the brink of a heart attack and diabetes. Mm. So that really got my attention. And then I began attending the seminars. And uh, one of the things that I realized uh, in attending the seminars, and if you ever listen to some of the recordings of the seminars, Dr. Rick was a great storyteller. Uh, he had a deep, booming voice. And uh, so he would start off talking about hair analysis and the fact that it could identify a person's oxidation type. Are they a fast oxidizer or a slow? Well, before long, he was already talking about c- copper toxicity and going off on tangents, uh, talking about copper toxicity and how many women he knew who were copper toxic. Well, those were very interesting anecdotes, but it didn't make make for easy learning of the basic concepts because he'd go off on all these tangents. It was very entertaining, but it was a real struggle to, to follow along and to understand how did he arrive at... Uh, Fast oxidizer profiles and slow oxidizer profiles,
0: which is someone's metabolic rate, basically yeah. in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. Now, part of my uh, psychology training was in um, in uh, learning and curriculum organization, uh, because part of my training was in school psychology and educational psychology. And after a couple of seminars, these were two day seminars, Saturdays and Sundays. I said to myself, this is wonderful information, but it could be boiled down to just a few hours if it's organized properly. And if you sequence the introduction of the concepts and uh, illustrating the graphs in proper order, then you could condense it and you could teach it very, very efficiently. And that would facilitate people learning it. Now, one of the things that uh, became very clear to me, uh, well, for one thing, uh, Dr. Henry Schroeder, an MD many years ago, uh, made the statement that minerals are the spark plugs of life. That's the foundation for hair analysis. It gives us a way to assess our mineral status and how the minerals are interrelated all the way down to the cell and tissue level. So that's part of the context uh, from which I view a hair analysis. These are the spark plugs of life.
0: And they give us energy. There's so many of my that's clients, it. they start the, a program that doing HTMA and taking the minerals to balance the imbalances on the hair test, and they most of them instantaneously report more energy.
1: Yeah, because it's geared uh, to the mineral imbalances in which nutrients are needed to start the rebalancing, to pick up the low ones and to reduce the toxic or out-of-balance ones. And, uh, And the minerals also are interrelated in what I would refer to as a very dynamic, constantly changing system that's closely connected to our nervous system, the sympathetic part of it, the stress part, and the parasympathetic nervous system. Uh, and the endocrine glands, primarily the adrenals and thyroid. But when the, uh, when the thyroid shows low in the hair analysis, that would be a high calcium to a low potassium, then the parathyroid gland is overactive. And that's forcing calcium into the wrong places, like uh, into soft tissues, uh, joints, and arteries, and around the organs. That's Even exactly
0: th- what I had when I first did my first test. I had high calcium, about 120, and no. it just painful muscles and achy joints, and I'm sure some calcifications of my arteries. And It was yeah. very unpleasant, and those have all gone. Uh, yeah. It's all been broken up.
1: Now, uh, now, if uh, if you had known Dr. Eck, he would have looked at your blondish hair and said, well, obviously you're going to be copper toxic and have this high calcium. Mm-hmm. And so you could have become one of his anecdotes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> years ago. Yeah,
0: I was copper toxic when I first started.
1: Of course you were.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it is such an epidemic. And what... What Eck and Watts were able to do is they traced it back uh, to the pioneering research of Dr. Carl Pfeiffer, an MD and a PhD in Princeton, New Jersey. And uh, Pfeiffer had written a book, Mental and Elemental Nutrients. And one of his chapters was on copper toxicity. And Pfeiffer founded the Brain Bio Center in Princeton. And so one of his focal points in his clinical work and research was on the connection between estrogen and copper. So ever since the birth control pill and hormone replacement were introduced, that started a cascade of changes in uh, the mineral patterns of teenage girls and young women and turned them into Copper toxic, very low energy, very burned out young people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was on the birth control pill for 20 years. Yeah.
1: um, yeah.
0: It did a number on me.
1: It did a number on you and how many millions of others.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's interesting listening to the Supreme Court cases about contraception now with the Hobby Lobby case. And they totally miss the profound impact that the birth control pill has had on the health of teenage girls and women. Yeah. And what are we going to do to counteract that adverse trend that's literally destroyed the health of countless numbers of women?
0: And so is there any other way to balance copper besides doing a mineral balancing program using a hair mineral analysis?
1: Well, there's other ways. You can use uh, IV penicillamine, but that may take out too much too fast. When it comes to detoxing, timing and pacing is an important concept. And uh, there may be certain acute cases of toxicity where IV chelation uh, may be uh, warranted. But for most people, it's best to use uh, nutrition and supplementation. To begin to provide the body with its uh, uh, nutritional support and to trust the wisdom of the body to know when is the right time to start releasing excess copper or other toxic metals.
0: Yeah, and now, it just needs minerals to do that.
1: Right. And once you start detoxing copper, for some women it can be an absolutely debilitating temporary process and i advise uh, young women uh, or teenagers in school don't try to detox copper if you have an important paper to write or if you have important exams coming up because if you're in the middle of copper detox it's like you're in the middle of pms and the flu yeah and your brain is not going to be working optimally, you will be at a distinct disadvantage until you pass through that temporary detox phase.
0: Yeah, it's a necessary evil. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're called the Magnesium Man, along with your buddy Marley Robbins. Yeah, well... Uh, So why are you called the Magnesium Man?
1: Okay. Well, uh, as I related, I started off with hair analysis 34 years ago, Uh, because it showed I had an acute, uh, life-threatening magnesium deficiency. So I've been reading and talking about magnesium and magnesium deficiency for years. And here in Cottonwood and in Sedona, we've had uh, networking groups that my wife and I have participated in. And virtually every time I would get up uh, to say a few words, it would be about hair analysis, magnesium deficiency, and heart attacks. So one time uh, at a luncheon meeting, I get up to speak. And one of the ladies says, oh, here's Magnesium Man. <laughs> so she dubbed me Magnesium Man.
0: And it stuck.
1: And it stuck. And there's a, a wonderful T-shirt place in our little town here. So I went down there and told them I'm interested in having them design a Magnesium Man T-shirt for me. So she, uh, uh, they went ahead and designed uh, this T-shirt, and I got a couple for Morley, uh, a T-shirt like this, but I also got him uh, a sweatshirt because he was still up in the Chicago area. Yeah. <laughs> at the time. So I got him a magnesium man sweatshirt t- uh, for the winter up there. So, uh, so that's how I became magnesium man uh, because I. Uh, I feel it's such an important issue. And I would say that with hair analysis, what we have learned is how pervasive copper toxicity is and how pervasive magnesium deficiency is. I would estimate that copper toxicity and magnesium deficiency probably account for at least 85 to 90% of health problems and that includes mental health as well as physical health.
0: Yeah. And
1: when when medical doctors and um, psychiatrists try to tease out a diagnosis based on a few symptoms without knowing the underlying biochemistry turns out they're they're guessing. And in some ways I feel badly for uh, those kind of practitioners because uh, they don't have access to such good data as uh, are available through hair analysis. Yeah,
0: yeah I, really, I really admire that you use that in your practice because you truly, truly helped your clients rather than just doing the talk therapy and maybe some diagnostic testing. I think it's doing a hair tissue mineral analysis is one of the truly only ways to uh, truly get to the underlying causes of mental illness.
1: Right. Uh, When I was uh, early into my use with uh, hair analysis, back in 1983, uh, a young woman brought her nine-year-old ADHD kid in to see me. And he had gone the route of Ritalin and all the other medications, and they were about to throw him out of school. Um, And he was a classic hyperactive kid. And at that time, I had a behavior rating scale that had uh, 36 points on it. And when the mother filled it out, he was still rated 36 out of 36. Mm. Very, very high. And um, so we got a hair analysis on him, and he was a fast oxidizer, fast metabolic thing. Low calcium magnesium, high sodium, but potassium was even higher. And his copper was 0. 0.8. The ideal copper is 2.5. Mm. Real low copper, which is very typical of... Of a fast oxidizer. We put him on a supplement program, and three months later, we retested. In three months, his copper went from 0.8 to 24. Wow. That's what we call a copper dump or a copper detox. And he went, went temporarily into a slow uh, as his uh, uh, copper came out. And I had the mother uh, re-rate him, and the rating dropped down from 36 out of 36 to somewhere down around 25 out of 36, indicating he was calming down.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So there was a a 30-fold increase in the copper level in three months. Wow. And he made a very interesting observation uh, as I was talking to him about what the changes were. He said, Now I understand when people say, if you do this, then this will be the consequence. When he was so copper toxic and hyperactive, he could not comprehend and apply if then consequences. His system was too revved up and out of control.
0: Yeah, a lot of my clients report they have mind racing um, yeah. that I've got, many friends as well that uh, they're all copper toxic, and people report their mind is racing, they can't calm down, and they're doing all kinds of things, compulsive exercising to try to calm down.
1: Yeah. Uh, But that's also the kind of drivenness that you get with copper toxicity. It uh, revs the mind up so much that the person feels driven in a very, very addictive and compulsive manner until they crash. So one of the slides in my copper uh, toxicity uh, class shows somebody totally exhausted with their head on on the desk. And uh, right beside that is a, a little figure running and racing. That's a graphic summary of the effects of copper toxicity, physical exhaustion, because the cells can't produce adequate energy, but the mind is racing, Yeah, and thoughts race, and there are sleep disturbances. And a lot of ADD kinds of distractibility can be traced to copper toxicity.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I had a few questions about, uh, you know, it's very frustrating for me why hair mineral analysis has such a poor reputation among doctors and other healthcare practitioners. Um, and even on quackwatch.com, I've had many clients go on, you know, do a search and yep. find quackwatch that hair tissue mineral analysis is invalid and it's quackery and la, 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 la. So why, why is that?
1: Okay. Well, you know from your psychology uh, studies about the concept of projection. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I believe Stephen Barrett, Dr. Stephen Barrett of quackwatch, is projecting, about quackery. Um, Hair <laughs> analysis was really picking up a lot of steam and interest uh, from 1980 to 85. Uh, the seminars were drawing a couple hundred people on weekends. So there was a lot of interest in it. And then in August of 1985, JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, published Dr. Barrett's article about commercial hair analysis. And they they had commercial in quotes, as if big pharma is not commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Only hair analysis labs are commercial. So, um, so some clients of mine had seen a newspaper article uh, describing the results of Barrett's study, which really slammed hair analysis. So I got concerned, and uh, I went over to the local hospital medical library and pulled out the journal to read the article. Well, first of all, uh, he based his study on hair samples from two 17-year-old girls, and he used shoulder-length hair. And you know that the hair analysis labs say cut the first inch to inch and a half of hair from the scalp not shoulder length hair, to get a valid current sample. So it was obvious he used uh, really extended amounts of hair growth. And then he cut them into one-inch segments, so you figure that uh, there's at least five or six inches of growth from uh, the back of your head down to your shoulders. So he cut uh, uh, all these uh, uh, hair lengths into uh, five or six segments, and then mixed them all together. And don't forget this was based on samples from two 17-year-old girls.
0: Yeah. And, that doesn't but, sound like a study to me.
1: <laughs> no. You
0: have to have a sample study of 20 people, at least, to have a, a yeah. valid, valid the results being generalized to the population.
1: That's right. So, But this was... Well, what he did is uh, he cut enough hair with those shoulder length uh, samples to send off to 13 different labs. And as you know, some of the labs overwash the samples as part of their uh, handling and uh, uh, processing of the hair samples, and others don't wash them. That makes a huge difference in the measurement of the sodium and potassium uh, quantities in the hair sample. And uh, in Barrett's study, uh, he didn't report specific numbers that were generated by the lab's uh, computerized equipment. Uh, He uh, summarized his results in terms of whether uh, the mineral was showing high, normal, or low. Now that's a much cruder set of measurements than if you're reporting very specific numbers. So that right away alters uh, the accuracy of the results. Yeah. Because it depends on how each lab generated its norms to determine high, normal, and low. Uh, but it was very interesting when you look, even at that crude uh, data that he reported, both girls had high calcium, high magnesium, and what do you think their copper levels were? High, yeah. Yeah. So without even reading the article, you know from that that the copper was high. If anything, he validated hair analysis showing that these two 17-year-old girls had high copper and were slow oxidizer types with the high calcium and magnesium.
0: And that was so long ago. Why does that still persist? There's so many doctors that still don't consider it valid.
1: Because it was published in JAMA and... As soon as it was published, it was accompanied by a massive press release and media campaign. And, you know, once the media gets hold of of an issue, it gets imprinted in the public's mind and also in the mind of professionals. Yeah. And it was like a warning sign to medical doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists and other practitioners. Don't you dare... Dabble um dabble in or mess with hair analysis. it's invalid, it's not scientific,
0: yeah, because that's it. even what i I ran into before I had my hair test, and my first one and I was considering getting one and you know it's not that expensive, but when I no. considered doing one, I was asking around, and the general consensus was uh they're not very accurate, um but it doesn't hurt, you know, might as well try it, but I mean accurate for what um yeah. It well, depends on what your goals are. the the hair The minerals in the hair are going to be different than the minerals in the blood. Yep.
1: Well, uh, medical doctors, uh, when they do different kinds of research projects, uh, seem to uh, get uh, confused about the accuracy of a test versus its clinical validity. Accuracy has to do with uh, whether you get the same results. Uh, if you divide a sample into two and you uh, run both samples. The accuracy of hair analysis is phenomenally good and you could get uh, data on hair analysis accuracy from any of the licensed labs. They have to maintain uh, high levels of accuracy and uh, data to support that. So there's no question as a technical laboratory chemical analysis, it's highly accurate. What they're confusing is the issue of whether it's valid or not. Uh, So, for example, we know that copper in excess stores primarily in the brain and in the liver. Well, if you want to validate the a person's copper level with the tissue analysis, besides hair, uh, what tissue are you going to uh, take? Are you going to take a, a liver biopsy? Are you going to take a brain cell biopsy? Or are you going to take uh, uh, a little sample of tissue uh, from the hand or uh, or the arm? And so, so that's one aspect of it. Uh, does the Hair analysis copper level, as an example, correlate with uh, body loads of copper. Well, if you check liver and uh, brain tissue, you'll, you'll get very high correlations. But another way to validate it is to list the copper toxic symptoms. And these will be both psychological and physiological. You'll have hypothyroid as major symptoms uh, related to copper toxicity. And invariably, women who are copper toxic have very slow metabolism. Uh, They are showing signs of severe hypothyroid. And the uh, low energy of the thyroid then becomes a drag on the adrenal glands. And sooner or later, uh, you find that the person... Not only has a slow thyroid, uh, but their adrenals have been dragged down into an adrenal burnout. So their energy production is really drained like a battery.
0: That's what I see with every single one of my clients. They have low thyroid function and many clients have very, very low adrenal uh, function, stage three adrenals. By the time they've come around to find me and the hair tissue mineral analysis, they've been to every doctor and all this stuff. Nobody has helped them. Because no one is addressing, addressing nutritional status and detox, for the most That's
1: part. That's right. And what you'll also find is that many of these women also have a high calcium, low magnesium ratio. So even though the magnesium is showing high in the hair analysis, it's much lower than the calcium. Yeah. So you have a calcium-magnesium imbalance. Too much calcium, not enough magnesium. Mm-hmm. That affects blood sugar regulation and insulin, it leads to very tight, tense spastic muscles, and it means that they also will experience all kinds of magnesium deficiency symptoms. So then the question becomes, how do you give them magnesium, which they need, without putting the adrenals completely to sleep? Because if you give magnesium, you slow down the adrenals. So you have to strike a balance between uh, some magnesium supplementation and enough adrenal support to maintain a buildup of energy. And that can fluctuate literally from day to day. Uh, So what I work on is training uh, my clients to be aware of Uh, when they think they need more magnesium and when they need less. When do they need more adrenal support and when do they need less? So you mentioned before how many people uh, have been going all over trying to get help. Well, a lot of them get on these uh, Facebook uh, chat groups for adrenal burnout and adrenal fatigue. And then they, uh, they try all different ways to give themselves nutritional support for the adrenals, whether it's herbal or vitamins and minerals, whatever it is. That may give them a temporary boost in adrenal function, which then can start to raise their low sodium level. But as the sodium starts coming up, magnesium goes down. So if they're trying to revive their adrenals, without knowing their magnesium status. Uh, very quickly, they'll feel awful because they have uh, gotten some pickup of adrenal activity at the expense of losing magnesium.
0: That's what I love about mineral balancing and using yep. HTMAs because one mineral affects another one and you have to supplement in just the right way to bring everything up eventually. Yep. So interesting. So-
1: and to be aware of those dynamic interrelationships. And that's what, in my view, puts hair analysis head and shoulders above all kinds of other approaches to nutrition and healthcare, yeah. Because minerals, as Dr. Schroeder uh, mentioned, are the spark plugs of life. And hair analysis allows us to see a person's Mineral status.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because people can do homeopathy, they can do acupuncture, do all kinds of stuff. It's not going to help if they have low mineral status. Exactly.
1: Work. Yeah. So, I view hair analysis and minerals as the spark plug of life, as being at the center of the target. You know how the target stores have their big target. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Minerals and hair analysis, in my view, are at the center of the target. There's lots of other good uh, interventions and treatments and practices, but they're much more on the periphery of the target.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you don't hit the bullseye to start with, you could literally spin your wheels going round and round the periphery of the target. Some people will get some benefit, no doubt about that. But for most people, hitting the bullseye by appreciating the importance and value of our nutrient minerals and that hair analysis allows us to really get a sense of what a person's mineral patterns and status is.
0: Yeah, and I don't mean to disparage acupuncture or other things. They're very, very good treatment modalities. But it's just that uh, I think other things are more important, like raising someone's mineral status.
1: Yeah. Now, one of the uh, metaphors I use is uh, there is such a vast body of knowledge and complex information out there, especially as it relates to the mind-body uh, interrelationships. I mean, the amount of information from the most minute biochemistry uh all the way up to uh, heart function, brain, kidney function, and so on. Uh, it, it's a vast body of, uh, of information.
0: So who's, who, started, though, who started hair mineral analysis? Like who invented this?
1: Uh, I really don't know where it started as a, as a uh, chemical lab analysis. I think it started in, in uh, horticulture in animal husbandry or uh, zoology. And they found that you could uh, cut hair from the coat of an animal and measure the mineral content. So I think that's how the the basic laboratory technique got started. But it wasn't until about 1975 when Dr. Eck and Watts got together in Phoenix and began looking at the uh, case data of Dr. Watts' chiropractic patients and looking at the blood work and the urine work and what the presenting health problems were, that they began to make the connections. And so uh, they were able to develop this uh, phenomenal uh, conceptual and uh, uh, organizational framework to really understand the significance of mineral patterns. Relating it to the autonomic nervous system, sympathetic and parasympathetic, uh, to the endocrines, the adrenals and thyroid and and parathyroid, and uh, the energy pathways, the Krebs and glycolysis cycles, how energy is produced in these delicate pathways. And if one component is missing, like magnesium, everything falls apart. And uh, and one of the things that Morley is really focused on is the connection between magnesium and ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which are necessary in combination to produce power and energy in the mitochondria within the cells, and especially within the heart cells. And if you're acutely magnesium deficient, sooner or later you're gonna hit a point where the heart no longer has adequate energy to keep its rhythm beating efficiently and to produce enough power. It's not cholesterol, and it's not gonna be corrected by statin drugs. And so uh, the magnesium uh, factor related to ATP, is vital for understanding cellular energy and especially heart energy.
0: Yeah. So so Dr. Eck and Dr. Watts, they, how long did they collaborate together?
1: They collaborated for about nine years, uh, from 75 to about 84. And Watts, being a chiropractor, uh, started writing articles about their hair analysis research and publishing them in... Some of the chiropractic literature, some of the nutrition literature, the Journal of Orthomolecular Medicine, uh, that was started by uh, the late Dr. Abram Hoffer in Canada, and so he was getting a lot of uh, recognition when you publish uh, that really uh, expands your uh, uh, your audience. Yeah, and Eck uh, uh, really didn't write. Uh, or publish very much. Even the Health View newsletter uh, article is really an interview with him where he is orally explaining things. So his strength was uh, orally explaining uh, things, not in writing. And um, it reached a point where uh, uh, Watts also felt that it was necessary to modify the Formulas of the supplements based on what hair analysis research was showing, and especially in regard to uh, the, cu- the dumping off of excess copper or copper detox. And if you ever listen to any of the uh, audio tapes of the seminars from the 1980s, copper was uh, Dr. X baby, so to speak. Yeah. And he uh, kept emphasizing, when you dump copper, you go into a sodium-potassium inversion. That means your sodium is low, but potassium jumps up. Mm. And then they would supplement accordingly. Yeah. And and Watts observed, this wasn't working. Something was, was wrong with the way they were interpreting that phenomenon. And he realized, from their hair analysis research, copper lowers potassium. So how could it be if a person detoxes a lot of copper, that potassium would go up? And he realized, well, the cell is losing potassium. It's building up in the blood temporarily, going to the kidneys and being eliminated in the urine. But the hair also is a pathway of excretion. So temporarily, if the potassium goes up in the hair with the copper detox when it's really reflecting a further loss of potassium. So if you supplement with potassium, the person gets better. Yeah. And Eck uh, wouldn't hear of it. And. Uh, uh, he sent uh, Dr. Watts on his way. Yeah, sure. So Watts left the, lab, the ARL lab in Phoenix and in, uh, went uh, ahead and established Trace Elements, his own lab. And he's developed that over the last 30 years with great success. And uh, once he established uh, the TEI lab, he applied those interpretation modifications to his hair analysis interp- interpretation. And then uh, Dr. Wilson came along about the time that Watts left, and he only got X interpretation. Mm-hmm. And so, as far as I know, he never picked up on the potassium loss phenomena with detoxing copper. And that's a major difference uh, between uh, our approach with TEI and the Analytic Research Labs. Approach. Okay,
0: And you're referring to Dr. Lawrence Wilson.
1: Uh, Dr.
0: Lawrence Wilson, uh, right. DRLwilson.com. He, he's very prolific. Uh, he's written oh. almost a 1,000 oh. articles on... Yeah,
1: Dr. W- Dr. Lawrence Wilson is a brilliant man. I understand he got his bachelor's degree from MIT. Mm-hmm. So you know he, he was uh, quite a brilliant man. And you can see how prolific he is in uh, the amount he's written. Yeah, uh, my book is a thin little book. Yeah, <laughs> compared to his, but I think I I hit the bullseye more directly with mine.
0: Yeah, your book it's very it's it's very um, succinct and it's digestible and I think it's a very good thing for a layperson to read and kind of get an idea uh, of hair mineral analysis and how it can help them.
1: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> my book really was a transcription of, of my early seminar when I had overhead transparencies that showed the uh, mineral pattern for a fast oxidizer and for a slow. And uh, so I put it into uh, book form uh, after I retired. Yeah. 10 years.
0: So what are some of the exciting developments in hair mineral analysis? Uh, Like kind of what's going on and what are some changes that have happened and some of the other, you know, big proponents of it?
1: um, Well, unfortunately the labs have never gotten together because they are commercial labs. They are businesses with huge overheads.
0: Yeah.
1: And the market is uh, uh, somewhat uh, confined. So they are basically competitors. And uh, as far as I know, they never have gotten together as professionals to look at their data and to look at different studies and clinical cases. I think one of the best ways to learn to appreciate hair analysis is to look at individual studies that are usually dismissed uh, by medical doctors as only anecdotal. Well, we can learn a great deal from individual cases.
0: Well, it's sad that Dr. Eck he passed away about 15 years ago, yeah. and Dr. Watts he's still running TEI. So essentially, right. at ARL, um, there really haven't uh, been much in the way of um, not improving their labs, but just improving their research and updating, and you know looking for yeah. the newest information. But at least Dr. Watts he's he still runs TEI today.
1: Yeah, and and um, ARL. Uh, still produces very good, accurate results, uh, even after the passing of Dr. Eck. Uh, <clears throat> but I never got a sense there was anybody there to step in and continue to uh, uh, do some of the basic research
0: yeah.
1: and, uh, and to uh, consider some of the uh, challenges with the formulas and the supplements that they recommend. And, um, and the hair analysis, is, in my experience, is a highly individualized lab tool. And I found I really have to tailor my explanations to the individual. Some people want a very detailed, complex explanation of what does this mean, what does that mean. Others say, just tell me what I should uh, eat and tell me what supplements to take. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have a You have a wide variety. And um, uh, I have some reservations about uh, the hair analysis labs having extensive printouts along with reporting the basic mineral data and toxic metals. I think the printouts wind up being an introduction to hair analysis concepts and principles. And I think that's a function that should be left to, um, uh, left as an educational function, separate from the laboratory uh, workup.
0: Yeah, because I know at ARL they give you this 17-page report, but it's a computer-generated report, so it's can only be, it's limited. It's a very general yep.
1: it, It's very general, and it doesn't zero in on Uh, What the concerns are of the individual client patient, and so I uh, think what I recommend to people who uh, take my training course is when when they're first starting out, get the full uh, computerized printout, so you can see what uh, TEI is saying in its full printout, and then uh, then also you get some idea what a doctor wants dietary recommendations and uh, which foods is he recommending to omit and leave out depending on your hair analysis pattern. That's valuable information. But once you have a few cases like that uh, and and once you get a good handle on uh, interpreting what you're seeing in the hair analysis, then I think it's best to just do uh, the two pages of the numerical report and graph yeah, and then tailor the recommendations to what you're seeing are the primary imbalances and toxicities and what you sense uh, is going to be uh, acceptable to the individual client yeah. in terms of numbers of supplements Like I just reviewed a couple hair analyses uh, today, a mother and child, and I only recommended uh, um, simpac for the child and a parapac for the mother and MidPlex B for the mother. Even though I could have come up with a rationale for several more supplements. Um, What I sensed in my discussion with the mother uh, was uh, let's just start off with a small amount.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's where a lot of people are. Some people, um, they just are not going to take a, a big, uh, you know, 10 pills a day or with every meal. And so you have to start people where they're at. And that's yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. Now, one of the best supplements I found over the years is Endomet's Spartan MK, mm. magnesium potassium aspartate. Yeah. 30 years ago, Dr. Eck was raving about. Spartan MK, because it's a combination that gets magnesium and potassium into the cells and starts to give an energy boost in the mitochondria. And so a person who's got chronic fatigue, just taking a few Spartan MKs a day can give them some encouragement because they feel a boost in energy. And, uh, And I noticed that Dr. Wilson... Rarely, if ever, recommends Spartan MK.
0: No, he doesn't. doesn't.
1: No. And one of the reasons why I recommend Spartan MK, especially for copper toxic, very burned-out, low-energy women, is it uh, provides an energy boost without throwing them into a quick copper detox.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And as you know, a copper detox is not going
0: to be very comfortable. Yeah, so my clients are pretty miserable. (laughs) It's a necessary evil, though, so that they can feel better afterwards.
1: Yeah. What
0: I would do uh,
1: with my transparencies 30 years ago is draw a roller coaster. Yeah. Up and down. And I would explain to them, you have a high copper. You have to choose. Are you going to ride the copper roller coaster and get rid of that excess copper? and restore your energy, or you're going to keep plodding along in burnout. Yeah. So I would talk about the copper roller coaster.
0: Well, Dr. Malter, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: It's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, and, and so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about you and where they can find you?
1: Okay. Uh, you can find me in Cottonwood, Arizona <laughs> at the Malter Institute, and my webpage is malterinstitute.org. And I've got some of my articles on there and um, some information about hair analysis. And my wife and I have our books uh, described there. Shrinking the Judge, Freeing the Inner Child is about the inner judge or inner terrorist. And um, of course, the Strands of Health book. Um, those you can order directly from me. My phone number is 928 649 9343. And um, the webpage is www.walterinstitute.org
0: Yeah, and I, listeners, I highly recommend his book, uh, The Strands of Health. It's really, really good, and I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, almost done with it. I'm probably going to finish reading it this week. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've really, really it's, enjoyed it. Okay, fun. and I
1: just want to mention my email address also. It's Rick Mind, R-I-C-K. M-I-N-D at Cable1, C-A-B-L-E-O-N-E dot net.
0: Well, thank you so much, Rick.
1: It's been a pleasure, Wendy.
0: Thank you. And if you can consult with him personally, if you want to get your hair tissue mineral analysis and see what Dr. Malter has to say about your health and psychological well-being. And you can also try out my mineral power program if you like. Um, so you can check that out at LiveTo110.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at IWillLiveTo110. And you can also find me on all the social media. I'm all over the place. And if you like what you heard on the show today, please give me a review in iTunes. It would be so helpful for others to find me and listen to my message. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Live to 110 podcast.